by split decision. All right, here we go, ladies and gents. Split Decision UK, episode 26. It's a bank holiday weekend. We've got an extra day off. We've got loads of fights. We've got a packed show. We're buzzing. We're in North Grays today. Joel Flane, joined by Matthew Clark. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. First of all, I'd like to say uh, happy line of duty day to <laughs> you. At last. It's, it's felt like an age. We've been waiting for this last episode. It's now around the corner. I've dressed appropriately, I feel. I'm dressed fully like a prisoner. You today. do look like a prisoner I today. Do, so I'm, so I'm repping the line of duty day. Yeah, I'm totally buzzing. Um, let's get through this fight talk and get me home for 9pm, please. Exactly. Hour and a half special tonight. Can't wait for that. I'm absolutely buzzing. Hopefully it's a better 90 minutes than Tottenham yesterday, but I don't want to talk about it, so we'll move on. Okay. Well, I went to West Ham yesterday and that was a cracking 90 minutes. I, nice 3-0 win. After the Tottenham game, I didn't pay attention to anything. <laughs> uh, how did they get on? 1-3-0. Yeah, yeah, beat Southampton. Very impressive last home game of the season. Sent the fans away with a smile. Oh, so you went, didn't you? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Went to look at a few flats yesterday as well. My lease is up on this one, so I'm getting kicked out soon. So I think we might have found the one. So all in all, productive day for me yesterday. What a day for you. I know. It's all going on. (sighs) Yeah, not not for me though, but uh, today will be even better. So uh, let's move on into the fights. Let's do it. And uh, stay tuned, everyone, because we have got an interview coming up later with... The one, the only, Corey McKenna, the 19-year-old prodigy in the strawweight division in Cage Warriors. She will be joining us later for a quick chat, so keep your ears peeled for that one. Before we get into that, we'll go into the preview of this week's USC. We were in Ottawa, Canada for this one. Cowboy Cerrone up against Al Iaquinta in the main event. We both picked Raging Al to get the job done last week, thinking his pressure and his ferocity and his rage might be a little bit too much for Cowboy. Cowboy looked superb, I thought, picking up the win. Yeah, I couldn't see anything but an ally Quinta win here, but then I watched it. <laughs> I changed my mind. He looked so much bigger than him was my first Huge, point. yeah, yeah. I, like, we know he's long and rangy, but uh, the disparity was so evident. and Yeah, he looked unbelievable, didn't he? I think he looked cracking, yeah. He's got he's got a different look on his face now, hasn't he? He's got a, aside from the beard. Yeah, aside from the beard, he's got a different intensity in his eyes since he's had his young, young child. Yeah, I mean, it was... Quite a tentative start as far as things go, but then the leg kicks took over and were brutal, weren't they? And it was just the story of the fight. Um, I mean, obviously Al had his moments, dropped him, um, but it was a big knee. Was it at the end of the first or the second that uh, Cerrone caught him with? Second, I think. And then Al just ate it up. <laughs> but there's only so many of them you can take, surely. And But yeah, what a performance from Cerrone. Front kick knockdown in there. Front yeah. kick to the face Front in there kick as to well. The face. Yeah, he channeled his inner spider. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's yeah, unbelievable performance, and he was he was pushing right into the last bell as well. He was stepping it up, and yeah, brilliant cardio. Yeah, I I really didn't see it coming. Honestly, I didn't. I thought Al oh, Arkin had too much for him. I thought it'd be too well rounded. I thought the pressure would be too much, and uh, he just proved us all wrong. Proved us wrong big time. Yeah. So who next for the cowboy? I mean, this run a couple of fights ago towards a title was almost like a a pipe dream to most fans. Everyone thought he'd had his opportunities, but Serious contender for me. Puts his name right up there now, doesn't he? You can't argue with it. One, it's Donald Cowboy Cerrone, so we all love him anyway. Uh, two, he's an exciting fighter, finishes fights or, or gets finished, so that only helps. And three, he's on an absolute tear now. Puts himself into the probably the top five. We've got uh, Khabib Poirier. Yeah. They're going to be fighting soon. That's looks like that's going to get announced for Abu Dhabi later in the year. 
Does Khabib go straight into there, the winner of that one? Um, cowboy, even cowboy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I want to see him fight Justin Gaethje for a number one. Cool, contender. what a shout that is! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't see any other fight. The McGregor one, McGregor put out his usual tweet saying, "Oh, congratulations, Cerrone, blah blah blah." Yeah, like he always does every time a lightweight wins. But I, I, I'd rather see the Gaethje fight, and the winner of that would be more deserving. What do you reckon? I, I think, think that's, that's unbelievable. I think that's an excellent, excellent shout all round. Yeah, the fight itself is is mad. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I think you, I think they're probably both on that level where they are next contenders. They need to fight it out to to see who gets that shot. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant Whoever call. Wins that you can't argue that they deserve it. That's it. It's undeniable. Then yeah, and then you. Yeah, and you could probably argue that both have got a great shot of winning. Yeah, whoever yeah. wins out of Poirier and Khabib, um, for me, Tony Ferguson, I think, on the shelf indefinitely. I think so. Unfortunately, yes, it, it is a shame. Yeah, it is. Um, and McGregor, I, I, he's off the scale for me as well. So that's the only fight to make. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some others in there. Such a stacked division, but mate, that's the one for me. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant call from you there. We'll move on to the main event, shall we? This was one you picked. Do you think this might be a fight of the night? <laughs> Derek Brunson up against Fyodoru. Nowhere near fight of the night, this one. Yeah, Brunson let me down in that he was conservative and fought intelligently. <laughs> yeah, how dare he? Uh, I, I thought I had this fight on in slow motion, though. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you, you picked Brunson to win. Yeah. Vicious KO, I think you were predicting. He got the uh, was it unanimous decision. Yep. So well, it, was, it was a good it was a good performance like you say a different uh, type of performance from Brunson it's the type of performance he should have been putting in on uh, some of his other fights probably yeah but, um, probably yeah I, when you look at the fight the other week between Adesanya and Gastelum and you compare it to that fight I mean the level is just so miles away it is they? miles away yeah. I mean, Brunson was nine there he'll go up a spot or two perhaps and in the middleweight division but surely there's a ceiling there for him and I mean, I don't want to put him down after he's just won, obviously. <laughs> but when you see like the pace of the fight the other night compared to that, it's just a different level. It's it a seems. big gap, yeah, big big gap. Um, but it is good to see him actually put in a performance whereby he's actually sort of looking to sort of win intelligently and sort of eke out a win rather than sort of go balls to the wall like he has done previously. Yeah, and showed a bit of grappling as well. Had a little rear naked choke attempt in there. So yeah, I thought he'd get the first round finished with that. I thought. I might be nearly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. When, I don't know, Theodora, where he goes from here. He's just not exciting enough, is he? He doesn't, no. put, he doesn't put enough on the line for me. And I know it's, it's that's not what it's all about. You're professional fighters at the end of the day. You've got, you've got to pick up them W's. But he's not doing himself any favours with his fighting style, Elias. There you have it. <laughs> A damning verdict there, Joe. But I've got to agree with you. But yeah, where does he? We we said it before. He's he's slow. He loves a decision. And if you're not winning and you've got that sort of style, you're not going to be risk. kept around too long. That's it. They might kick you out. Yeah, but I don't know. At least he's got the ring boy <laughs> gig, whatever it's called. Exactly. So we have got Cub Swanson up against Shane Burgos, two uh, wicked strikers. Burgos looked a lot bigger, much the bigger man in this one. He was, and he ended up uh, picking up the win. Split decision. Someone had it 30-27 to Cub Swanson. Strange. Yeah, and then the other, someone else had it 30-27 to Burgos. And then 29-28 to Burgos. A little bit strange. 30-27 to Swanson is definitely an odd card, I would say. Split decision win for Burgos. I think he probably did enough to nick at least two rounds, I would say. Uh, mostly on the feet. 
I think Swanson attempted a couple of takedown attempts in a, in the last round yeah, when he was back last, against though, the wall. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was a pretty convincing win for Burgos. Fought quite smartly, just picked him off at his range, used his size. So yeah, not sure where that card came from. Nevertheless, I think that's that four four in a row for Swanson now. And this one up against a different calibre. Before that, he's fought all sort of the top five in his mm. last three. Lost them all up against Burgos at, at sort of lower level slightly. Lost this one as well. Difficult run for Swanson. Otherwise, big win for Burgos on the on the flip side of that. Yeah, I was, was disappointed for Swanson. Not disappointed in him, but disappointed for him. Yeah. Four and a bounce now. It's a tough guy. That is tough. It just seems that like he's not going to make his way to that title. Unfortunately for him, but whereas Burgos did look good. Uh, he certainly didn't lose thirty twenty seven. Whatever that judge was. No, I'm impressed with know, Burgos. But... He's got very crisp striking. He is good. He's he could probably start. He could probably do with starting to finish a few more fights now. Mm. He sort of picks up the win. Does enough to pick up the win. Fights intelligently. That's that sort of style. Might that might run out on him eventually? It'd be nice to see him start start finishing fights, as I say. But otherwise, he is an impressive prospect all round. Yeah, well, I'm not sure where Swanson was actually ranked, but. Having beaten him now, he's he's only going to fight killers now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so, big uh, time. We'll see what his sort of chops are made of now, moving forward for Shane Burgos. Let me down on the predictions as well. Yeah, well, I, I, I had that one, so that's pretty much one of the uh, only ones I got <laughs> predicted right, so I'll take that. What about Marab and Katona? Yeah, decent fight. So Katona came in, I think he was 7-0, seven seven, seven and oh, I think he was, undefeated. Tough winner. Tough winner, yeah. Um didn't have much going for him in this one though. Uh, Merab Dvashvili, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Judo black belt, bit of a unit, bit of a cannonball, just pure strength. Just everything about him is strength, and he and that showed it. Got the better of Katona, unfortunately didn't really have the opportunity to show off his his striking skills. I thought Dvashvili looked good. Kind of reminded me of a smaller uh, Ali Latifi. If for anyone who didn't see the fight, he's in that kind of mould, but a bit smaller. But yeah, very impressive grinding victory. Pretty, pretty dominant. Katona didn't have much for him, I'm afraid. So I think they uh, they like Katona. It's quite exciting. Didn't go his way. Devashvili looks like he could do some damage here. Yeah. I think definitely lots of people are going to struggle with his kind of uh, crushing, suffocating style. Yeah, I um, heard a lot about him before sort of looking into this fight. And he's at that Serra Longo camp and he's just like non-stop and... It reminds me of like a bit of Petra Yan, that sort of style where it's just non-stop on your case. Yeah. No messing, just nails. And um, yeah, a, a very sort of well-deserved victory. I think he'll go quite a long way. What's this, at Bantamweight? Another little monster in there for us. It was Bantamweight, yeah. Ah, it's getting a bit leery in Every there. single week there's a new one that announces their name in that Bantamweight division now. Yeah, I, I, I was well impressed. I mean, God knows how they're going to sort this out when it comes to title fights and number one contender fights and top five top ten you got like what 15 prospects in there that you think could challenge for a title yeah it's madness exactly. really yeah. Um, yeah a very welcome addition if you ask me I thought we looked absolutely uh, brilliant yeah nice nice right? contrasting styles as well wasn't it so that you know you want to see the good matchups styles versus styles styles make matchups so yeah. And you got to love Matt Serra in the corner there. <laughs> I like that. He you made a, a couple of appearances, didn't they? You know in this when one? They, they go to the corner cams, I'm sure they go to Serra and Longo more, more often than they need to. They just go for a laugh. You and get more bang for your buck in that corner, don't yeah, you? Yeah, particularly in the main event, Longo's language was <laughs> quite uh, coarse, if you ask me. But moving on to the polar bear. Got Merck, didn't he? 
did get murked up against Walt Harris. Walt Harris looked good. I think it was about 50 seconds in, landed a couple of shots and then just, yeah, swinging, swinging wildly with some precision as well, landing, landing, uh, good shots to get the TKO. Cause you know, often when someone covers up, which is what Spivak did, he essentially just covered up. He took, he took one too many big shots yeah. in there. And sometimes they can just swing wildly and connect with the hands that are blocking. Uh, still get the stoppage, but Walt Harris actually carried on, kept his composure, landed some good shots in there to, to finish the job. Uh, the polar bear, I think he's, you listen to the Fight Disciples, another cracking podcast coming out of the UK. Nick Pete on there picks Spivak to be one of his, uh, fighters prospects of the year. Okay. So he's obviously got a bit about him. We all know Nick Pete knows what he's talking about. He's been in the game forever. Didn't really show a lot. We had something similar, uh, with the lifeguard last week. Yeah, the lifeguard. I mean, I hate to say it, this wasn't much more, much more impressive from Spivak in this one. Yeah, I mean, he never really got going though, did he? Yeah, maybe I mean, it was I, just I Walt it was Harris. A, it was his first fight in the UFC. Quite tentative, like you say, it was what, 50 seconds or something? About 50 seconds. And Walt Harris has had a, quite a few fights, so the nerves probably weren't as uh, to the fore as they were with yeah. the polar bear. I don't know, it just looked like he was sort of trying to eke his way into it and and the, the pure aggression didn't, have, didn't get that time, Walt did Harris it? just done it. Yeah, yeah. So I think hopefully they'll give him another go, maybe feeding the lifeguard. Feeding the lifeguard, you might as well, because that's a guaranteed victory. I'm gutted that the lifeguard's lost because we'll never ever be able to sort of talk about it. Yeah, I don't think it will ever get another shot, so we will never ever be able to say the lifeguard unless they in this sort of bring in another again. sort of celebrity heavyweight or something. They can always <laughs> yeah. wheel out the lifeguard, can't yeah. they? Lifeguard against polar bear would have been a great matchup just for the names. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame. Match it out, mate. But Walt Harris, impressive victory for him, puts himself back in that hat. Uh, we finally see, we've got a bit of news coming up later, we finally see the wheels might start to be set in motion in that heavyweight division. We might mm. finally get a bit of movement. So if Walt Harris can put together another few impressive victories like that, he'll be on uh, on calls for uh, making his own claim there as well. Yeah, called out Justin Willis and Alexi Olenek. Yeah. So he's, he's looking up the... Yeah, uh, definitely rankings. winnable fights. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, anything can happen there, like you say. As they announced on this card... Uh, DC and Stipe the rematch finally been announced yeah Brock Brock done his thing didn't he sort of teased us all retired from WWE told us he was all back in the testing pool I think they were saying he was ready to go and he just said not up for it anymore so Brock is no longer on the cards I think he's officially retired Brock so that's it he's gone he's gone for good now so at last Stipe gets that shot that he's been holding out for We've been speaking about Stipe regularly because he hasn't fought since he lost to DC. He yeah. deserves a rematch, probably. He, he deserves a fight. We thought, oh, does he need to fight? Does he need to fight someone to keep his name out there, to keep himself in the public eye? In the end, it looks like Stipe's made the right decision by waiting because he's got that DC fight now. Yeah. Um, well, it, it would have been a year or so I think since so. his last fought. Yeah. So, uh, his patience has paid off, as you say. Um, interesting for DC to take this one, though. He must be getting paid. It's probably his last fight. Well, I, th- I think there's been mutterings. I think John Jones, John Jones's name has been muttered again. So I would expect us to get two more fights out of DC. Yeah. Stipe and someone else. And one more massive, massive payday. Yeah, it's just an unusual one. It's like he, he was meant to retire when he was on his birthday earlier yeah. this year. And he's stuck around for DC, um, for Brock, should I say? Uh, and he's gone with a Stepe fight, which is a more dangerous matchup. Yeah, definitely. More likely to lose your belt. 
I can't see him knocking him out again first round. Yeah, in this early stage, I'll be picking Stipe. I mean, I picked Stipe first time. Yeah. I would pick Stipe again. Yeah, I saw enough from that. Yeah. Obviously, you can't blame the eye pokes in there, but this must have had some kind of effect. And yeah, well, we'll see. We'll get into it nearer the time, of course. But yeah, that was officially announced yesterday at Ottawa. All in all, a good event. Bisping was there. No baggy shirt this time. No baggy shirt for Bisping. He actually wore a fitted shirt, genuinely. I don't mind seeing Rogan in his massive shirt. <laughs> and uh, DC, he always wears a massive shirt as well, doesn't he? It must be the uniform dress code. What, wear a massive Ben Sherman? Yeah, but Old Biz, school. Bisbing uh, broke the mould, got his fitted shirt on. What a legend. Good performance again, second time. Yeah, I like Bisbing. Yeah. He's a Brit, obviously, so we're a bit biased, but um, I think he does well. Yeah. So, all in all, good event for you? Very good event. I think we had... Uh, we made predictions, so another one that you got right. I'm not sure why you're brushing over this. You picked the, the legend that is Andrew Sanchez to get the win against Mark andre Barrio. Oh, brilliant fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unanimous decision win. Sanchez, uh, following on from that Khabib sort of style, takedowns, wrapping the leg up against the cage, suffocate them there, ground and pound. Nice win for Andrew Sanchez. Nice w- pick for you there. So you actually the final uh, outcome, won yeah. the prediction. So we have a weekly prediction league going on. We're 1-1-1 one, one, and one so far going into this one. You got four predictions right this week. I got two. Pitiful performance. Two. I can only get two. Didn't I get none the other day? Or did one? One. You got one, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But four this week. Four out of six, yeah. So you picked uh, Brunson. Who let me down? Merab Dashvili, Walt Harris and Andrew Sanchez. Uh, Shane Burgos let you down and Al Aya Quinta let you down. So you are two, one up now. Two, one and one. Congratulations, Matt. Thank you. Oh, I'm not going to celebrate too early, obviously. No. We don't even know when the end is. It's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. What else we got? Bit of news, bit of Bellator last night as well. Ah, did you see it? Birmingham. Up in Birmingham, yeah, I haven't seen any, so I might have to lean on you. I've seen a couple of results, but yeah, a few Brits on this one. Uh, a few, um, being about 20. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fights on there, a lot of Brits. Um, I just want to give a few shout outs to a couple of nasty finishes on there so yeah, go on. on the prelims you had Dominic Woodin if you can try and look, look for this online this just completely Anderson Silvered some poor chap <laughs> forget his name <laughs> forget his name but he I've had my eye on Woodin for a while he, he sort of jumps up and down the weights between flyweight bantamweight and featherweight I think this was at featherweight this one absolutely destroyed this game <laughs> He's he's always really good striker, evasive. Don't think he got touched. Um, finished it with, oh, I think it was punches, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he used so many different, um, like a whirlwind. Yeah, um, he, absolutely unbelievable performance there on the undercard. Um, I'd like to see him sort of be given like a, a sort of main card spot, perhaps in London, because he hasn't been touched. There's London card in June. Yeah, you think Bellator. he would have? You think he'd earn main shot, main card? shots there with those sort of finishes so shout out that man yeah I think what they do on Bellator is with the local sort of regional fighters they sort of match them up against each other and those that sort of impress they push on to sort of international sort of uh, fight cards like Wembley Knockouts or something like that uh? like Wembley Knockouts you ever play that as a kid uh, you know, we, I did yeah yeah Go, go yeah, through yeah. to the semi-final, don't you? No, exactly thing. Yeah. I miss Wembley Knockouts oh it's brilliant that yeah. one Wembley Doubles Wembley Doubles yeah yeah quality just goal hang, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just goal hang. Let all the others run around and just poke you. Take the glory. But moving back to the fights there. Back to business. If, if I must. Um, Fabian Edwards, Leon's brother. Yeah. 
The Brummy? He got a knockout via upkick. Really? You, yeah, I haven't uh, seen it. I haven't seen it. That's unusual. A lot, of, a lot of viral knockouts last night. Uh, Fabian Edwards on his back, landed an upkick to the face of the geezer. Uh, and naturally, as you would, the, the guy sort of stood exactly where he was and got, got, got another one in the face and knocked him out. Clean. I think so, yeah. Cool. Ref jumps in. Wow. Yes, Fabian Edwards moves on, still undefeated. Little He's highlight reel finish there, yeah. Yeah, yeah up at middleweight. Um, that was in the co-main. Raymond Daniels, former kickboxer. Yes. The legendary kickboxer. I don't even know how to describe this one. This was another highlight reel knockout. It was like Mortal Kombat last night on Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He, uh, he was doing all sorts of kicks there and landed a punch on... This is very technical talk I'm doing here. Of course, obviously. technical breakdowns. But I showed it to you this morning, that one. Oh, it was bad. It, it was, was bad. It was just all sort of like the kicks were smoke and mirrors and then just sort of it was, come with it? A, yeah. a right hook that just the guy didn't see coming. And put his was, lights out, didn't it? Put him out cold. Um, and in the main event, you had a Englishman fighting Brett Primus, obviously who's come off that loss to Michael Chandler and Bellator uh, lightweight title. He come in and landed a, a go-go plata, which we haven't seen for many a year. No, not for MMA. a while. Probably. I believe Nick Diaz got one back in the day. He got one over Takanori Gomi in Pride many moons ago. Many moons. Many moons ago. And <laughs> uh, Brent Primus, yeah, go-go plata. You don't see that often. That's in the round one. So, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So, all in all, a good event for Bellator. They keep churning out these cards. Yeah, great to see it on Channel 5 as well in the UK, finally managing to get it on yeah, TV. I mean, I'm not sure what's happened with their Sky Sports thing, though. God knows. Changes every week, but at least it was on. At least it's on the telly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, some unbelievable performances. I look, I look to see them all sort of take a step up now. Fabian Edwards, Dominic Woodin, all sort of surge towards that title and uh, put the Englishman on the map there up in Bellator. And next week we've got MVP. Semis, yeah. So a lot of British interest. Semi-finals. Would you reckon MVP get it done? I've... I, I, I don't think he will. Do you not? No. Douglas Lima's. Uh, I think he's a one to three odds-on favourite. Uh, MVP yeah. out at twos. Would you reckon? I mean, obviously Lima's been around the block. Well, um, I think it's just unknown, isn't it? Because MVP, this is like sort of the first time that he's thrown himself in there against that elite-level fighter. So you just don't know, do you? You don't know how he's going to fare. I mean, Paul Daly was probably his biggest fight to date. That was a step up. Got the job done there in strange fashion, the way that fight played out. It, I don't know. It's a little bit like Ben Askren. Whenever we talk about Ben Askren in the USC, you just don't know how he's going to get on, do you? He's got all that hype around mm. him, but you just haven't seen it. So it's, it's it, you just don't know. So I think the MVP is kind of similar. Douglas Lima is, again, probably a step up from Paul Daly. Couldn't tell you. At the moment, I'd lean towards MVP, but I don't know if I've just been a bit, little bit biased. Yeah, obviously we would like him to get to the yeah. finals, fight for the title. You just think that if Paul Daly was taking him down pretty, pretty easily, what could Douglas Lima do to him? But you never know. Like you say, he's an unknown quantity for the most part. So it's a, ni- a nice, interesting one to look forward to from a British perspective. And obviously we'd like him to get to the final, fight for the title. It's up for grabs, if you ask me. McDonald's not looking his vintage self. Yeah, so definitely. Any- anyone's game there. And uh, obviously talking of British interests, um, should we try and get Corey on the on the line here? Yes, yeah, Corey McKenna, straw, straw weight, women's straw weight in the uh, Cage Warriors. Had a successful victory in Cardiff. Cage Warriors 104 last week. Let's give her a call now. 
so yeah, thanks for joining us, Corey McKenna, fresh off of your uh, recent victory in Cage Warriors at Cardiff uh, against Fanny Redmond. How are you feeling? How did you feel that that fight went? Were you happy with how it went down? Yeah, I'm really happy. Um, obviously, as with all fights, I made plenty of mistakes and I had loads to work on. But at the same time, you know, it's expected when you're competing against such a high-level opponent. Yeah, of course, yeah. I, like, I spent a lot of time grappling with her and she's a really high-level grappler, so I'm kind of happy to get the win in that department. And I think it's kind of a testament to the level that I've been working at with everybody. So, um, yeah, I was, I was over the moon to get the win and uh, plenty to work on for the next one. Okay, so that's interesting. So you'd actually trained with her before and you, you knew, knew she had good grappling. Were you, looking to no, make, no, I, were you looking to make a statement in that way and sort of beat her at her own game or did it just play out that way in the end? No, no, sorry, I think you've misunderstood. I mean, um, like I'm grappling with high-level people in the oh, gym. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. trained personally, but um, she's uh, like, there wasn't really much to watch on her. So um, all I had was, like, all, all I had to go off of was the fact that she's like black belt judo and brown belt jiu-jitsu. So, sure, sure. Um, I think that for itself speaks for her level, but... Uh, yeah, I just meant it's nice to be able to match someone kind of at their own game, if you like. Yeah, definitely. So, Corey, are you referring to your time out in California with that? Yeah, I mean, I train at the best gyms back here as well. You think I train at Tulare Combat. There's, like, loads of pros on the mats there as well. And, obviously, I train, like, some jiu-jitsu gyms around Cardiff and everything. So, just my, my training in general, like, out at California and back homes, um, you know, I'm getting the best level I can possible so I'm interested like how do you split it because obviously you're in Chelmsford at times with Jack Mason uh, like you say in Tillery Combat and in Team Alpha Mal how, how are you splitting your time there um so Jack Mason's actually my manager now because um I started MMA at BKK yeah. and I was there for four or five years before we moved back to Wales just uh I think it was just over a year and a half ago so Essentially, I train full-time at Tulare Combat now, um, but I obviously stay in touch with Jack and he's in my corners and everything because obviously that's where I started and um, also he's obviously been with me for the vast majority of my career. Um, in terms of Alpha Mel, I, I just go out for, tends to just be camps, like it would be nice to go out there maybe one time outside a fight camp and kind of, you know, go out and just, just kind yeah. of focus on the trend as opposed to the fight. But, um, yeah, I think I've been out there four or five times now. Uh tends to be anything from, I think, what before my first fight, I went out for literally three weeks. And then, um, you know, I've been out for eight or nine weeks before. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of as I can get out there, really. And how is that going out there? Obviously, it's a big camp, famous, uh, famous name. It's got big names, fighters there. Were you sort of overawed by tour, a little, a, a little bit starstruck, or is it just business as usual whenever, whenever you're out there? Yeah, like you say, business uh, as usual, really. Um, I've been like tra traveling and training at different gyms since I was about 13, 14. It was something that, like, because um, I'm very fortunate with how supportive my parents are. Like, um, my dad would drive me around a lot, and he, he kind of saw it was like good for my development and everything. Yeah. Sure. So, training at other gyms and everything's not really something that you know it's, it's normal for me. So I don't really get nervous or anything doing that, and obviously like I always say to everyone I'm not one of those that kind of lots I have a lot of respect for other fighters but I don't idolise them so being on the mats sure, with sure. Um, just because they're in the UFC you know what I mean like, at the end of the day I see that as where I want to be so to me they're just other fighters they're other athletes people that I'm obviously you know really appreciate the being able to work with I don't 
put them on that pedestal where I'm sat there going, oh my God, that's like, you know, whoever. Oh yeah, that's interesting. That's a great mindset to have as well. Uh, you mentioned you, you got uh, supportive parents and that's obviously very helpful. I think, I believe you started training uh, with your mum, was it in karate? Is that where you, you sort of got your passion for uh, fighting and mixed martial arts? Yeah, so um, like you say, my, my, my younger brother trains as well. So it's kind of like we all did like karate. Sure. And then um, I kind of branched off into the jiu-jitsu and the boxing side of things. And then it was kind of, I was training everything. So I figured oh, I might as well give MMA a go. So um, yeah, yeah. I, moved, I moved over to an MMA gym tried a couple of sessions there and went oh mum this is awesome like come on so we we moved to uh to bkk that was and okay. then uh yeah both of us started fighting so you're at what age at this point uh your 13. first fight i mean oh my first fight i was 15 15 so <laughs> i'd kind of uh, yeah quite young quite young <laughs> yeah so you it's been instilled with you with your parents from such an early age i mean so what is the goal? I mean, obviously you talk back there about Team Alpha Male. They are where where you want to be in the UFC. You're currently in Cage Warriors. Um, what is the sort of immediate goal for you? I just, you know, I, for me, I just want to keep fighting the best fights possible, toughest opponents, and just keep climbing those rankings and showing everyone what I'm capable of. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be training full time. So at the moment, I'm just, you know, I'm loving my training. I'm loving the fighting. Uh, obviously. I'd like to get that Cage Warriors title by the end of this year, start of next year. So I'm hoping to get a few more fights in and maybe look at that. But in terms of terms of short-term goals, I just want to keep winning these fights and showing everyone, you know, what I'm putting the hard work into. Yeah, I mean, I, in, in some other promotions, I think they'll sort of try and give you some gimme fights. But in Cage Warriors, they seem to be giving you stern tests after stern tests. And I think it's, that's perfect for someone at your stage of your career. Because um, like you say, you're, your three fights in the Cage Warriors uh, promotion have all been tough, haven't they? Yeah, well, I've I've had four now, haven't I? So, um, yeah, they they've I don't want to say they've been at deep end, but like you know, I'm always fighting girls with like bigger, exp- uh, even more experience, like higher records or you know, like elite level um, grapplers, kickboxers. Um, I've just got my next fight confirmed. Um, I don't know how much I'm to say until they announce it, but it's again another proponent um so yeah they're, they're not you know they're not giving me an easy route but also with the women's division there's not so many people to pick from you know what i mean so if i'm fighting these top girls then i'm just all i'm doing is having myself as a you know a top girl so will that be in uh colchester by any chance that it next will one? be i think i've got to that so that's allowed to be said <laughs> <laughs> nice a bit of breaking news yeah, over here yeah, yeah. split decision thank you very much <laughs> You, so we just want to talk about. Uh, you say you want to look to get the Cage Warriors title before the end of the, this year uh, and next year. So I guess you're looking to move on pretty quick. In terms of your preparation, how much thought goes into at this stage the, how you plan the next couple of years? Are you planning it meticulously to say right if I fight this person next, that takes me to this person, that takes me to that person? Is it sort of really uh, something you've noted down your aims and your goals for the next couple of years or are you more just take it as you come and just look to, to look to improve as much as you can? Um, as much as they say I take it one fight at a time, like I knew, like I signed the contract for the last fight and I already had in my head that I was going to fight on Colchester. Okay. So I, I do like to have a rough plan, but in terms of who and where, 
it's very difficult for me to do that just because of how awkward it is to you know find find the opponents and everything you know it is easier for the guys just because there are so many of them yeah definitely but so i do have to take that into consideration but i always have like a rough timeline and everything so i know you know more for like the training plan than anything so i know where i want to be and also because i want I, I like to try and get three or four fights a year and that was what i kind of agreed with jack um so you know i like to have it in my head because like say if i get colchester leaves me plenty of time to get one or two more in by the end of the year yeah so definitely. i do I have a time frame but not necessarily a strict plan on who where when if I that know. makes sense yeah 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 definitely just in uh just want to touch on your training if i can so how are you structuring that at the moment obviously you, you you're young you're fresh you've got plenty of plenty of miles left in you so is it just uh as many sessions as you can fit in at the moment in as many different disciplines or you, do you have specific things that you want to want to work on leading up to each fight um so no i'm actually being smart now like when i first went full-time it was as many sessions as i could in the day like yeah. you know like five, five sessions a day or whatever and like my coach is like you, you're just killing yourself um but no i agree now i do i do three of these sometimes four like maybe one's like a bit technical or i squeeze some pads in before a session but I uh, tend to say that they don't count. Uh, <laughs> but no, we stick to the structure, like, basically morning, lunch, evening. Um, Back-to-back sessions count as one, so we'll say three a day. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I do my, my LinkedIn, my cardio, and I, I train pretty much every discipline, you know, equally. So, and I do that for every fight. You know, I could be fighting a striker, and I would train probably the same as I would to fight a grappler, because at the end of the day, you never know what skills they're going to bring into there and you have to be prepared for wherever the fight goes yeah that's it yeah that's the sort of that's the magic of mixed martial arts i guess so you say you're um you're full time in uh, tillery now what's the camp like yeah. a minute obviously jack shaw is absolutely flying um i want to know what what they're drinking in wales because the, the scene is just absolutely pumping um it must inspire you so much yeah i mean like say there's so many talented fighters coming through or like you say in terms of jack and everyone they're already there um yeah it's, it's really impressive uh just to, just to see all the guys coming through and just be able to work with them but yeah no no it's, it's definitely inspiring it's a great win for jack on obviously weekend and the support in wales is mad as well not just in terms of like you know they've got high level fighters fighting but also the support surrounding them like in terms of training partners and people come into the fights it's it's amazing like what like mma in wales at the moment so how was it last week in the uh in the arena then because you, you can oh. you can hear it through the uh, telly speakers god knows what it's like there how are you feeling yeah. when you're walking out to it i mean i tend to not really pay much attention like I say that the fight's my sole focus i enjoy the i enjoy the atmosphere and everything um and like i i was considerably less smiley in the last one but we'll put that down to my fight beforehand but no I'm, I'm like normally i'm but bouncing around enjoying the enjoying everything but yeah like the atmosphere is amazing in that venue um it's the second time i fought there now and yeah it is, it is a lot to take in like it's it's loud and it's bright and but it, it, it is great and it's great experience as well it can't be long before the ufc sort of makes their way there we hope yeah exactly like i mean i'm not sure in terms of the venue size how it works for them and everything but just wales in general fight, i suppose then um well with the amount of fighters coming through at the moment and everything like you say can't be long before jack snapped up they got obviously uh, there's a couple other welsh lads in there isn't there so brett johns 
yeah exactly you got brett johns jack marshman um you know there's, there's there's so much talent going on there at the moment so it would be great to have a welsh card for sure um, did you allow yourself any celebrations after your uh, after your victory? Are you much of a partier, or, or was it is it just uh, yeah back to business straight back in the gym? I uh, stayed up late watching the UFC and enjoyed myself an orange juice. <laughs> that rock star life, yeah. <laughs> I went wild. Well, I guess I guess it shows how dedicated you are, and I think I think you've got an excellent mindset from from everything that we can hear so far. I mean, in terms in terms of your spare time, do you like to get up too much? I hear uh, from previous interviews you've done, you're you're a bit of a, bu- a bookworm. You, have you got any recommendations you can give us at the moment? Um, oh, I read literally anything and everything. I'm, I'm one of those that just goes into a charity shop and picks something that mm. like catches my eye. So I'm not really one for mainstream books. I am okay. currently trying to get through the Game of Thrones because my friend bought me a copy of that. Uh, yeah. I refuse- how are you getting on with uh, that so far? I'm a, I'm a big fan. I must admit myself. I'm I'm only I'm only like a chapter in or whatever, but uh, okay. it's I'm right. I'm, it's you know I'm, I'm getting into it. Yeah, it I, takes I'm a bit to get used to. Like, yeah, I mean I feel like it's because uh, it's hyped up so much. It might end up being a little bit disappointing. That's the only problem with that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there is a lot of hype around it. I'm struggling yeah. a bit. Don't worry, it's not just you. <laughs> I'm um, hoping it lives up to it, but uh, no, I'll uh, keep you posted on that. And do you, uh, do you do you subscribe to sort of any sort of these self-help books? There's a lot of those going around. Obviously, you've got things like Secret and stuff like that. Do you read anything like that to try and motivate you and to try and sort of uh, build your mindset, or are you more just uh, a, a fiction reader? I, I read more, like you say, fiction just for the enjoyment. It's uh, kind of what I do to... I don't want to say escape because I don't exactly have a stressful life. I'm living the dream, but it's kind of how to get away, like you know, just just to switch off and kind of, um, you know, like enjoyment is it like watching TV and stuff. I don't, I don't read these self-help books and stuff, but I think that might just be my mentality. Like I don't feel like I need help with that. Sure. I kind of, I'm not sound bad, but I have that naturally, probably down to my parents again. Like I say, my dad's, uh, my dad's very big on having the right mentality and everything, so that's been installed in me from an early age. So I don't really like reading all these self-help books and stuff because I just feel like, I don't know, I just don't feel like I need Yeah, fair enough, it. fair enough. I don't really know how to explain it, but um, no, I'm not really into reading all that. Because at the end of the day, everyone's got a different mentality that works for them and I, I just, I, what, what I've got works, I think, so I don't really put much into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's not broke, why well, fix it, eh? Exactly. There you go. You said it well. <laughs> Well, I certainly think you're, uh, you've got the right mindset to sort of go all the way. Certainly at 19 as well, you've, you've got the, sort of the experience with all the different disciplines and stuff, and particularly with that mentality. We, we both think you're going to go a long way, so uh, we're going to keep a keen eye on your career and, and on 105 in Colchester. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, so yeah, as you say, thanks for joining us. Best of luck for the future. I hope you're, uh, I think you're back to training this afternoon. So again, another example of how dedicated you are, but... Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll let you get cracking. Is there anything you wanted to uh, put out there before you go? No, just a big thank you to everyone who supports me, all my sponsors, like you say, Jack, my manager, and my team back in Tillery. Like, thanks to all them for helping me out so much. Nice one. Well, we look to seeing you fight, hopefully in uh, Colchester next. Bit of breaking news as well, so we appreciate that. It's all I'm about- finding the contract in like an hour, so it should be all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, so enjoy the rest of your uh, bank holiday weekend and, uh, yeah, good luck in your training. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. No problem.
thanks very much goodbye bye so there was Corey McKenna fantastic interview and a great mindset there feet on the ground only young 19 as we say but yeah great head on her shoulders there and I think uh, amazing things to come and we look forward to, to seeing Corey going forwards yeah I think that mindset she has sets her apart particularly at such a young age and the experience she's already sort of gathered up well I know when I was 19 there was there's no, no way Mark, I was me. no none of that I was no, just I out on a piss getting up at half 11 in the morning on Saturdays and the way she the, telly, the way she I mean? broke down her sessions there and it was like yeah so we do a double session there we'll count that as one session I said no that's at least four sessions for me <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I'm counting that as one session oh yeah yeah, no, that's that just shows you that that's the difference in it. Amazing, yeah, inspiring, and that's what it takes to get to that level. Yeah, and that's uh, when you see someone who's got that mindset, who's already got the experience in the cage, who's already surrounded herself with so many different people. Like what she says in Team Alpha Male, she's not overawed by anyone; she just sees it as motivation to to get to that point, as opposed to idolizing that person. Yeah, that was great. That was pedestal. Yeah, it just shows you like the fact she's putting herself in these positions. Iron sharpens iron at the end of the day, and She's only going to improve by doing that. And I think in Cage Warriors, because you're not getting any gimmies in there, she's being tested every time. That in a couple of fights, if she has got the title, we, we all know what happens to Cage Warriors belt holders. They all go into the UFC. So give it a couple of years, I think we'll be seeing McKenna in, in that flyweight division in uh, across the pond. Absolutely, got to agree with you. Should we move on to the Safoa? I Joe? think, yeah, hotly anticipated. We've all been waiting on tenter hooks for this one. The weekly award, the Safoa, the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement. We give this uh, this award every week for someone who's can, uh, completed something outstanding. In the previous week, we've had various winners. We've had DC for his commentary. We had Mike Perry last week for his uh, brilliant dancing in the ring and just general all-around being a machine. He was on BYM, the Michael Bisbean podcast this week as well. Brilliant chat with him yeah, on there. Yeah. Check that out if you can. Uh, we've had some bad things. TJ won it for his EPO. He won the Safoa as well. So this, like I say, this goes both ways. As it is, we've got to pick another winner this week. The Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement, Matt. Got any names you want to throw in there? I thought it was a difficult one this week. Hasn't been too much going on there. There's not been too much uh, bastardry from anyone. No, everyone's been a bit clean cut this week. It's quite disappointing. Yeah. Um, but I thought like, yesterday's Bellator, there was a few standout knockouts, but... Um, you had, like I said, you had three viral knockouts there. You had the Go-Go Plata. Go-Go Plata's, yeah, brilliant. I think the Go-Go Plata is, it was so unusual. I think that's got to be worth a mention. Definitely. And, uh, from Brent Primus. Like I say, Raymond Daniels knockout. I mean, it's all over Instagram, as you'll see. It's got to be worth a shout as well. Yeah, worth a shout. Um, from, from a USC perspective, I can't really think of any. Have you got any? Well, I think Cowboy deserves a shout out just for his outstanding performance. The way he's, he's he's reinvented himself since his uh, child, grown out that beard looks bad. He's got that look in his face, that intensity when he steps into the ring, and a brilliant performance. As I say, massive victory over Aya Quinta. Think you got to put his name in there. I agree. I think Mike Bisbing, the legend that is Mike Bisbing, the Hall of Famer, yeah, his Hall commentary, Famer, yeah, yeah. bringing that British flavour to the UFC. I think you've got to give him a shout out. Some of his uh, impressions were brilliant. Some of his uh, reactions were brilliant. <laughs> so I think Bisbing deserves a mention as well. Little Danger Cerrone, <laughs> best name in the USC possibly. He's up there. He, he deserves mini a shout out. He's on with Mini Blessed. Yeah, they're on a sort of pedestal as the uh, highlights of the USV, of the UFC in, ter- <laughs> <laughs> in terms of their kiddies. But I think it's my pick this week, so I think I get overall deciding vote. Go on then. So you mentioned those uh, highlight real knockouts. 
for me, it's Bisbing. I'm a massive fan of Bisbing. I love his podcast. I love his career. I love everything he stands for. I love his humour. And I think I think he's well-deserved and well-needed in the UFC. I think there's a place for Michael Bisbing there. And I thought his commentary this weekend was brilliant. I thought some of his reactions were brilliant. I like that flavour, that that British flavour, that Northern English flavour that he brings to the UFC. And I think he was just outstanding. Looking very smart. Looking the part as well. I think we haven't given him awards yet. I think that's a travesty in itself that he hasn't received an award. So I think this this week's winner of the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement is the one, the only, the Count, Michael Bisbing. Congratulations, big man. Your award is in the post. Yeah, worthy winner there. Got to agree. Moving on. That wraps up everything for this week. I think now we can look ahead to next week's fights. We've got a big card big big card next week it is USC 237 in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil pay per view obviously for the Americans we'll be getting it for free main event Rose Fug Rose Namajunas a split decision UK favourite up against Jessica Andrade Rose defended a title against Joanna after taking it from Joanna up against Andrade Coming off that highlight reel KO of Karolina Kovalkovic. I don't think we've ever really seen a KO like that in the women's divisions in the UFC. I think this is a cracking fight. I love Rose. I think she's got all the skills. I think she might have been made to beat JJ a little bit. Joanna Champion. I think this could be a toughest test so far, Andrade. Okay, so Andrade is 4-6. Thug is at 11 or 10. So these bookies tend to agree with you here. This is a tough test for, for Rose. It's in Brazil. Coming off that big yeah. knockout, as you say, of Carolina, who's no mug. Be tough she? getting a decision as well. In I Brazil. Just, she's vastly more experienced as well, Andrade. 19 and 6 record, yeah. yeah so 8 that and shows. 3 for Thug Rose. It's not a lot of fights, is it, not really? at all. And two of those were obviously title fights, so 6 and 3 before that. Yeah, the only thing is, like, you know, MMA math don't work. Well, you look at what JJ done to Andrade. She completely pieced her up, surgically pieced her up. She did, yeah. And then Rose sort of does the same back to Joanna. Uh, so it's quite a difficult one to call, I think. I think a lot of people are writing off Nami Yunes here. She's always improving. She's obviously been the distance um, at least once there. And people are sleeping on her ground game, I think, because she stood for the whole Definitely, time. Definitely, she can do it all, yeah. I, 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 I don't. I really think this would be a coin flip. This one, I do think a lot of people are writing off Nami Yunes. They're basing that a lot on the last outing and for Andrade. Well, it was so impressive, wasn't mm. it? It's difficult not to be swayed by that. I think that that knockout is just—it's like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, at that low weight. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's not very uh, usual, shall we say? Can I get a prediction out of you, though? You, 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 can't, you can. can't shirk past this one, Matthew. Oh, I ain't shirking. I'm just trying to lead the listeners into an anticipation. Build a suspense. I like Crescendo. It. Nice. Uh, I think, <coughs> I think, like I say, a lot of people were sleeping on Rose here. And I think um, I think we might see a little bit more of her ground game. And I've picked her to uh, get a late sub. Interesting. Mm. I, bet you, I bet you get a good price for that, actually. 11 to 10, the underdog. Yeah, yep. Britain get a good price for the for the sub win as well because obviously Andrade's got a little bit about her herself on the floor as yep. well but I think she's going to go back to her, her roots a little bit here uh, Rose initially was all about the ground game um, sort of 
added on the sort of striking abilities. Um, I think she might go back to her roots a little bit and um, try and grind it out. And then once Andrade's tiring a little bit later in the fight, she can sort of sink in a choke or something of that nature. Yeah, fair enough. I've got Rose to win as well, actually. I think it'll be a decision, though. I think Rose will get a decision. I think uh, she's just got that mindset, Rose. She's very cerebral. Mm. She thinks things through and she sort of puts a lot of thought into them. I think she would have come up with a game plan to beat Andrade. She's got good movement, good footwork, good head movement, good defensive skills. So I think she'll have enough to to keep out of the way of those big power shots and land some of her own. Maybe throwing yeah a couple of takedowns, a bit of grappling, a bit of top position herself. But I think I think Rose will do enough to probably win at least three two, if not four one, on the cards. And that's the way I see this playing out at the moment. Yeah, uh, and I hope so as well. I think she's certainly up there as one of my favourite champions. I love Fug Rose, yeah. yeah. Highlighted by the DC, Fug Rose! Yeah, if he Fug ain't Rose. on commentary, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. I know, yeah, he has to be. <laughs> well, I think Bisping might be out there. Is Bisping out there? Well, I'll take that as well. I'm sure we'll get just as good a reaction if Fug Rose pulls off something amazing this time. Yeah, you can't sleep on that Brazilian crowd, though. That could get Andrade over the line. That's yeah, what, true. That is the X factor in these fights, um, particularly in that co-main. Well, yeah, this is the one, the, the split decision UK legend that is Jared Cannonier <laughs> up against Anderson Silva, fresh off his loss to Adesanya. Interesting, this one. Cannonier, 11-1 record. 11-4, uh, sorry, I believe. Uh, beat David Branch last time out. Before that, lost to Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakovic, who are right up there. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, Anderson Silva is obviously Anderson Silva. Ridiculous record, 34-9. and nine. Lost to Israel last time out, beat Brunson before that, who got the win this weekend, just gone. I'm not sure how you see this one playing out. Particularly, I don't think it'll be that exciting, if I'm honest. No, you make a very good point there. Um, it's, it's no sort of... There's no sort of... Um, what's the word? Secret. That's the word. There's no secret that <laughs> Anderson's lost a step or two. Definitely. He's certainly... Uh, at the tail end, shall we say, one one of his last seven. It's it's not exactly impressive so far. Um, he's not looked vintage, Anderson. He just doesn't seem to let his shots go. He's like I say, he's lost a step. And JC, man, he's got some power. So I really don't have a clue how this one's going to play out from Anderson's perspective. Well, that's JC's it. going to go in there, try and ball rush him a bit, and try and get into work. It's just where's his head at? I think. Um, the last fight was almost like a, a sparring session. That's it. That's it. And I think they, that is the X factor. What what Anderson shows up if he comes out just kind of sparring like he did last time, as you suggest, then I think he puts himself in real danger. Yeah. Whereas if he comes out and he's sharp and he's trying to hit with power and he's trying to finish, then I think it's well within his grasp to get the win there, Anderson. Yeah. It's just like you say, which one does turn up at the moment? I, ugh, if I'm going to make me pick, it's a difficult one. I think I think Cannonier might just get it. And I think he might get a finish. I don't know. Will he get, if Israel didn't finish Anderson, can can Canadia finish him? I guess he's got that different that kind of that kind of ball rushing style yeah. where he's going to go in all guns blazing, which is a little bit different to what Adesanya does. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to get I'm going to back Canadia to get a, a a TKO finish late on third round, and the 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 sort of inevitable silence from the crowd that that, that will generate. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it's just all rests on, like you say, that what Anderson wants to turn up. I mean, his style has always been a bit sort of, of non-engaging and waiting for you to 
to make the like the first step and make a mistake and then pounce on you. But because he's lost a step, he can't capitalise on those mistakes anymore, and it almost looks like a standoff. I personally think he he will step it up for this, and I've got a feeling he's gonna get a decision. But I think he's gonna step it up. I think it's in Brazil. I think he I think he's gonna step it up and, and retire after this one. I think he's gonna retire in the ring. I think he's gonna want to retire on a win. And I think he he bows out with a decision. Do so you think maybe a favourable decision on the Brazilian well, may, or the maybe, judges' scorecards in Brazil? Well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but definitely retire. You think you think he'll definitely I, I mean, retire? I think. I mean, what he was, he, place to? He had his sort of title shot against Adesanya. There's UFC said whoever wins that gets a title shot, and obviously Silva came out on the wrong end. So you think maybe losing that fight and then coming into here, he might have too far to go to work his way up to a title shot at his age. So yeah, it probably makes sense to retire in his home country. Let's be honest, he's not getting a title shot. Um, when you look at the fights the other week, he, he's not at that level anymore. Yeah, as true. sad it is to say, he's not at that level anymore. And what better place to retire? I mean. No offence to JC, but he, he's not exactly one of the biggest marquee names, and perhaps Anderson doesn't can't afford to fight those big marquee names now because, he's, like I say, he's not at that level. And I think this is the perfect way to go out. Yeah, good point. In, actually, in Brazil, it's a big opportunity for JC. On the other hand, at that, as you say, main event here on a pay per view against Anderson Silva, brilliant opportunity. Yeah, on uh, the flip side of what everything you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, perfect opportunity for JC. I think Anderson bows out regardless, but I'd like to see him get a winner. I think he will get the win. I think he'll leak out the decision. I think he'll raise it. I think the crowd will get behind him. And he won't be so tentative as he has been in so many of his fights recently. Yeah, it's definitely a very likely outcome. Well, well the odds are 4-7 to seven, Anderson and 5-4 to four, JC, so it's it's all close. No one really knows what's going to happen, and that's across the board on these on these fights. Yeah, right? some tight ones. We've got Jose Aldo against Volkanovski. Uh, in the featherweight division, probably a shootout for the next title shot here, I would say. Aldo beat Moicano last time out, beat Stevens before that, and then lost to Max. Max is really the only one that's given him any trouble. Other than that, Aldo's pretty much unbeaten against everyone else. Volkanovski, a big uh, big favourite of mine. He's on a 16-fight win streak, which is just mm-hmm. madness. Beat Mendes last time out, beat Elkins before that. They were his pretty much his biggest test today, and he stepped up to the mark and got very impressive yeah, victories yeah, yeah. in both of those. I think Volkanovski's on a tear. I think he's right up there. I think Volkanovski's going to have too much for Aldo. I think he's going to send him home unhappy, I'm afraid. Predicting a big win for Volkanovski in this one. Okay, so um, how is he getting it done? Probably a decision. I think Aldo's tough enough, but I think Volkanovski, with his wrestling and his good striking skills as well, I think and a, a relentless pressure, relentless cardio, I think he'll be able to grind him out like that. Decision victory for Volkanovski. Yeah, Volkanovski don't really seem to bear any weaknesses no not at, so far at least does he so it's, it's hard to see where Aldo's going to get the, the upper hand but Aldo's look vintage last couple of he fights has, yeah. like he WEC has. Aldo he's in Brazil a little bit reckless at times it could be but um, another one you can't call it 4-5 to five Aldo tight, 10 to it, 11 yeah. Volkanovski so it's basically a coin flip Um. I think I am thinking more in my heart as opposed to my head. I mean, I love Volkanovski, but I think Aldo gets it done. I yeah. mean, his, his style at the minute is he's gone. He's gone old school. He's what, gone des- aggressive. Des- decision again with leg kicks. No, nah, no, nah, I think he's. I Ooh, think he's going to finish him. Finish. Wow, you yeah. think Volkanovski's going to get stopped? Yeah. Oh, you're sticking your neck out there. No, I just think Aldo's looked. Look at the Moicano fight. He just completely. Oh, uh, amazing. Went through him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, Volkanovski's just like a Duracell bunny. He's not 
stop him for anyone. He's, he's so relentless, and he, like I said, he's got no weaknesses, or at least that we know of just yet. And this looks like it's going to be a, a strikeout, and first one to land wins one of those. So it could go either way, and I'll be happy for whoever gets through. The only sort of thing is from the US UFC's perspective. Valdo wins. No, what no. did you do? Throw him in there again? Yeah. Third time with Max? I mean, it's hardly marketable, is it? Not really. So, yeah, I think from the USB's perspective, Volkanovski wins. You've got a ready-made matchup for Max there. Um, if Aldo wins, I'm not really too sure where he goes, but obviously that's getting ahead of ourselves. It'd be a great fight regardless. And like I say, you can't sleep on that Brazilian crowd. Aldo loves it there. Yeah, definitely. So, this son has major title implications. Clay Guida, BJ Penn. <laughs> I know, this got made a while ago. It's, it's, we've known about this for a little while. It's finally here. It's finally it's here. Finally here, BJ One Penn. to go. How many, how many fights has he lost in a row, BJ oh, Penn? Uh, six fight losing streak. Six fight losing streak. there's a draw at the beginning of that. <laughs> okay. So John won, Fitch back there. Hasn't won in seven fights. I'll tell you how long. His last win was uh, 2010. Jesus. That's his Matt Hughes. <laughs> oh, that doesn't I love, even make sense. I mean, I, I love I love BJ Penn, but six fights, eh? Nine years ago. Nine years, yeah. I said against Matt Hughes. I didn't even... <laughs> oh, that is crazy. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? I it's think got... I think I think Clay Guida knocks his head off. Well, he, he's, only, he's had some wins as well. He's I much mean, much more active and much more impressive lately, Guida. His yeah. last win. Well, his last fight, excuse me, was Charles Oliveira, who's like well up there. Yeah, well up. There. <laughs> that was like a year ago, and not forty odd. To be fair though, I thought BJ Penn. I know you were. I know you were watching this in Thailand, so you might not have been. Uh, you might not have seen it. Yeah, I saw the this Ryan one Hall against one. Ryan Hall. Yeah, I was in the I bar. I thought BJ in Penn looked all right until that point. He did look all right. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, but it was Ryan Hall he was striking with yeah yeah this is Clay Guida I suppose so <laughs> so but uh, well Clay Guida's not exactly no of course he's not flipping Van der Holofield he's not, yeah he's not Max Holloway or something yeah but but I, I, I yeah it's a very strange one if you ask me it is strange it's I guess. not like it's in Hawaii or anything yeah. like that it's just in Brazil it's just like neither of them Brazilian but it's a, yeah sounds like a, probably a gimme for Guida I mean I'm interested to see it I hope BJ Penn puts on a good show. I hope he does himself credit. Yeah, I mean, I can't see. I can't. How can you snap a seven fight, not winning streak, six losses, one defeat, uh, six losses, one draw, in nine years? How do you reverse that? I, uh, I can't see it. Yeah, they they didn't have the odds up for this. I, no, can't, I, I can't tell you what the bookies think yet. Um, that's probably closer to the time. Uh, I don't think I've even done a pick here. Oh, you've got to be quite Guido, isn't it? Or are you oh. gonna you're gonna go with your heart again? Nah, that's... what's going on with BJ Penn anyway? Hasn't well, there's got, been a... he, hasn't he got a, a whole portfolio of allegations? Against I believe him? so. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know them all. There's a restraining order. There can't be too much sort of legality with it. I don't know if that's the right word. If he's allowed to fight as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It can't be that serious. <laughs> Although, yeah, do you I mean, know what I mean? I, I thought he might have been pulled at least from the fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pick-wise, I'd probably be inclined to do a Clay Guida decision. Um, yeah. I'm going Clay Guida stoppage. Yeah? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Second. How? 
Go, go, Plant. Probably, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Maybe knocking down the ground and powered TKO that way. Rest steps in, I think. I just can't see, I just can't see BJ Penn turning that around. Just can't. Nah, I've got to agree with you. <laughs> but well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a strange one to have on there. Couple more legends. Tiago Alves, Alves, even. He's on there. Loriano Storopoli, well awake. Storopoli, 8 to 1. This is his second fight in the UFC. Alves, shown some good stuff recently. Big Max Griffin last time out when he probably needed it, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, he looked, he looked good. I thought Alves in the latter end of his career. Wants to keep an eye out for there. Couple of old legends on there to <laughs> accompany BJ Penn. Well, they must have been struggling on that card for names. Well, I think, I think do you, know, do you know what? If you look at the prelims and that, I think, yeah, maybe they're struggling a little bit for names. They've got to fill it out with Brazilians, haven't they? That makes sense. But if you look at those all, the main card, Rosendraj, Cannoneer Silva, I mean, that'd be it's Anderson Silva. It's always a, a privilege to watch Anderson Silva fight. Yeah. Uh, Volkanovski Aldo, I think it's going to be amazing. Thiago Alves, I think Staropoli's got good, good striking, exciting, nice prospect. I think that'd be a good fight. I think I think that main card, I think that'd be quite impressive, and I'm I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it'd be a fun card, especially that title shot, Rose against Andrade. I'm, you know, women's MMA gets gets a bit of a knock sometimes, and sometimes you know maybe maybe there's people in the main card and they've only had like seven or eight fights. Maybe you know maybe there's some fair criticism sometimes, but this Rose Andrade. I've been looking forward to this fight as much as I've been looking forward to any male fight oh, as well. It certainly holds up and can a- on its own. Yeah, absolutely. Cards, yeah, yeah. Def- it's a deserved main event. I think. Yeah, definitely. In oh, a, yeah. on a pay per view. Yeah, I mean, because like any time there's a challenger who's almost an heir to the throne, you 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 know there's a big danger towards the champion there. That just makes you want to tune in. And yeah, definitely. Particularly with the the champion's personality as well, being a big fan favorite, and it's perfect main event for me. Particularly with the atmosphere that's going to be uh, provided by the fans. Of there, course, yeah, yeah. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be Larry. So, um, yeah, like you say, we get, get a bit of stick there. Some of the fighters on the on the card, probably on the latter end of their career, but it's going to be a good fight. Um, particularly in them, the co-main and is Aldo co-main? Not yet. No, you've got Silver co-main, which oh, on his right. retirement fight might well, be well, fair. Well, the Aldo fight and the main event for me are the two standouts. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but. Yeah, should be a good one. All right, I think that wraps up our fighting news and fighting chat for this week. Thanks for sticking this with us, everyone. I think uh, if you're listening to this on Sunday, as Matt mentioned earlier, line of duty tonight. So that's what we're focused on. I've got to go to a barbecue now, so I'm going to stuff my face, nick all the food, get back in time, tuck myself up for line of duty tonight, hour and a half special, buzzing for that. Will you be boozing? Yeah, I will be boozing, yeah, so I might have to watch it mm. twice. That's the only thing. You need, you need a clear head for uh, Line of Duty. But uh, who is H? That's what I want to know. God knows, it can't be is Hastings. It Herb Dean? <laughs> Herb Dean, is it Herb Dean? Is it Herb Dean? Is he H? <laughs> can't think of any others. I was watching Gogglebox and someone made a good point. If you're like a top gangster, mm. right, and you need, you need to put an alias out there. Yeah, I was uh, And I let's, say your, let's say your last name begins with H. Is your code name <laughs> going to be H? Yeah, nah. can't be, can it? Nah. <laughs> it's like you having your code name as J. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of narrows it down slightly. Yeah, they're basing this all on a bloke who was dying and couldn't breathe, couldn't talk, yeah. and him to like <laughs> blink when she went through the alphabet. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of questions there, but definitely, uh, definitely. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. 
I don't know what I'm going to do when it's finished. I know, it's going to be a big gap in our lives. We're going to have to find something else. Yeah, well, but I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing yeah, for it. So no I'm work on, tomorrow. Exactly, no work tomorrow. It's a bank holiday weekend. We're going to wrap this one up, everyone. Thanks for listening. We are Split Decision UK. We can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get in touch, search for Split Decision UK uh, on iTunes. Search for Split Decision UK, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all over the place. If you can leave us a review, subscribe, leave five stars, that'd be great. We'll build this conversation. We'll get more and more people involved and hopefully we can get some sort of questions in from you guys and get you involved in the show as well and build that conversation around British MMA and, and, and you know, Southeast England as well. As it is, I hope everyone has a, a great week. Enjoy their extra Monday off. Hopefully the weather picks up a little bit. We have, we've had some sunshine, so hopefully that maintains. Have a good week, everyone. We'll catch you next week, next Sunday, same place, same time. Split Decision UK, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Nice.